This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is a very special guest, an important guy, Mark Sasson, S-A-S-S-O-N, is the managing partner at Pinpoint Search Group at pinpointsearchgroup.com. He's got an amazing report out on what's going on in the cybersecurity vendor funding. We'll talk about that. And his group really focuses, you know, I won't steal his thunder, but I'll let him tell you, they, they focus on solving a big problem in cybersecurity, but it's a different kind of problem. It's a people problem. Mark, welcome to the hot seat. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Gary. So I started the practice that became Pinpoint Search Group in 2014, recruiting exclusively for cybersecurity vendors, acquired that practice and turned it into Pinpoint Search Group officially at the end of 2018. That's wonderful. And, you know, there's so many job openings in cyber. And what's interesting is most of the time we focus on the CISOs and their hiring and all that, but we forget sometimes about the cybersecurity vendors. We've got 4,000 cybersecurity vendors. They all have go-to-market strategies and they need something. What is it that they need? Overall, I would say they need talent and they need processes and procedures in order to differentiate and qualify and, and recruit that talent. So I built a great cybersecurity product. You know, I'm the next, let's say I'm the next CrowdStrike. I've got my engineering team in place. I've got my website. I've got all this good stuff. But I really want to expand and market and have a sales team. And, uh, you know, the person who does the, the live demo on site, if we need to do a proof of value with the field sales engineer, who's pretty technical, maybe a VP of sales, VP of marketing, all those kinds of folks. Can you help us fill those roles? Absolutely. That's what we do. Tell us more about that. How do you do it? How do you seek talent? How do you fill gaps? Unless you have some proprietary secret sauce you don't want to share. You know, it's, it's really a methodology. So nothing proprietary. Happy to share it with you, Gary. You know, first and foremost, it's, it's all about knowing your market, which is why we do focus on this particular niche. We don't want to get too far afield and away from the expertise. And um, it's really evolved over time, right? So there are trying true recruiting methodologies that we can implement and I can talk to you about, but it really starts with data. Uh, we're we're data-driven recruitment. That's what we are. We track every single cybersecurity vendor that's funded. We understand who's working for those individuals. We input that data into our CRM and it gives us a lot of insight across the board on how to recruit for these vendors, not just specifically who the town is, but if you're in a specific market segment, we know every vendor in every single market segment. And so if you want to target specific segments as opposed to overall cybersecurity, we can help. And, and so combining the recruitment processes and methodologies that we employ along with the data, it, it makes us highly effective in our recruitment efforts. And where do you operate? Is it globally? Uh, do you have headquarters somewhere on the West Coast? And do, do you work only in the U.S.? I'd like to kind of understand the landscape of jobs you'll, you'll fill, because a lot of companies, as they grow, they go international. They want a VP of sales or marketing for, you know, EMEA, et cetera, et cetera. For now, we are North America focused. So we'll place anything in the go-to-market arena, sales, field engineering, marketing, customer success, at the most senior levels to senior individual contributor levels. And we do that in North America. We're, we're tuned in to EMEA. We understand that market. However, right now, we're, we're still a relatively small shop and we wanna do the best we can with the resources we have. 
and North America is our playground. Now, do you see a little slowdown in this current economic uh, climate, or do you see the cybersecurity companies, you know, they're grasping for real serious talent on the sales and marketing side to get their word out and to rise above the noise so folks will know about their solution and potentially put it in the purchasing cycle? Unfortunately, Gary, we are seeing a substantial slowdown. It's it's really it's it's focused on, in my opinion, macroeconomic events. So you're seeing money get more expensive to borrow. You're seeing VCs and private equity reducing the volume of funding that's going into the market. And according to the report that you referenced, it's abundantly clear. Just looking at some of the charts, the funding in Q3 and Q4 has been substantially under what it's historically been over the past few years. And so because there's low funding, you've got some uncertainty when it comes to the startup community in particular on, okay, when am I gonna get this next round? How much is it gonna be? I've gotta reduce my burn rate until this uncertainty becomes more certain. And at the end of the day, they are slashing budget, people are getting laid off, and uh, it's it's not necessarily a fun place for a lot of professionals today. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Mark, is um, years ago, the dot-com uh, boom and bust, a lot of folks made fun of Jeff Bezos and others saying these folks are crazy, you know, and even Netflix, no one's going to go into the cloud. I uh, still want to go in my brick and mortar. And this digital transformation, it's just explosive. Now we've got this interesting new field where AI, as you probably heard of ChatGPT as an example, AI is exploding. Uh, do you think that that will help folks uh, improve their sales? You know, will, will our VPs of sales and marketing have to get really sharp on the use of AI? What are your thoughts on that? I do. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that, especially in the sales arena and marketing arena, if you're not up to date with the tools that are available to the competition, so a competing VP sales, for example, you're going to get left behind. And what you see over the course of time isn't that these aren't necessarily job-killing technologies. I know in the recruitment field, for example, when LinkedIn became pretty prominent, recruiters like, oh my God, we're all going to lose our jobs. And instead, what it did was make us a whole lot more efficient and effective if we were able to adopt it. So I'll correlate that example into the question that you asked, if you're not using the tools that become available to you to sell, then you're probably not gonna be as successful. That said, uh, I don't think that, at least from what I can foresee, I, I don't think it's gonna impact people's jobs in the sense that they won't need these people anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, it's just like, um, you know, when we, we went from old fashioned tills to tractors and and new you know new new technology sped up our ability to do things. It didn't kill the farming community. Uh, it, you know farmers can can grow more crops faster and they can they can harvest faster. And so better tools, better technology, we can do our jobs better. Uh, even if AI surpasses human intelligence, allegedly it will at some point, right? Uh, still, the way we use it, and we're actually putting up a whole AI section on Cyber Defense Magazine's website to talk about these issues. There's all different ramifications, whether it's legal or just personal or privacy, or you know, what if we turn on AI, Mark, to block the bad guys, and the AI accidentally decides that we're all bad guys, right? 
So having human intervention and human controls and, and leveraging uh, acceleration by these technologies is probably going to make some people more money and some companies more successful. And the ones that can adopt it are going to be the ones that succeed. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you've got a great report out. Uh, I know there's a direct URL link. It's your website, pinpointsearchgroup.com forward slash 2022-cyber-security-vendor-funding-report. But for our viewers and listeners, they could go to your homepage and where would they go? Click on resources? Yeah, you'd hover over resources and you'd go to industry reports. We do a, a monthly, quarterly, and annual report on every single cybersecurity transaction that takes place. That's awesome. And, and again, you're noticing and in your report, things are slowing down a little and the VC belts are getting tighter. But, you know, isn't that forcing cybersecurity vendors to really hone in on what their message is and why their product or solution or service is so important? Absolutely. Um, I, I think anybody that doesn't have their head in the sand is going to know that it's just an incredibly competitive field. Lots of overlapping competitors looking to enter into the market space. This is what I consider to be the wild, wild west of technology right now. It's, it's, there's a huge growth rate and ultimately consolidation needed to happen. Organizations are going to either have to get better, like you said, about messaging and really providing a product that can scale and deploy correctly. Or this is a time period where they're going to have to sell off or, or go by the wayside. And it doesn't, I don't say that lightly because I, I know a lot of early stage founders and they put everything into it. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I can relate to that. Um, but ultimately, 4,000 competitors in a field like this is, is just too much. It's going to have to mature over time. I agree. I think there'll be some market consolidation. And I've talked to a lot of chief information security officers who say, not another dashboard. This thing is amazing, but can it plug into whatever I have, Splunk or you know Microsoft Sentinel or whatever it is? Not another dashboard. I think with APIs and integration, uh, some of the really sharp players with real value to add are going to plug in to the ecosystem the way it's already designed. And whether they get acquired or they grow, you know, riding riding the wave on the backs of the big public companies is probably a smart move. Absolutely. At the same time. I don't know that this is a starting point and maybe you'll correct me. You'll, you'll hit me up in a year and, and say, Hey, Mark, you were wrong and, and that's okay. But I don't think this is a starting point for mass consolidation yet in the report. It's, it's plainly evident that the vast majority, not maybe in terms of amount of money invested, but the volume of investment comes from seed a and B round. So people are still investing into innovative technology. And so I truly believe there's a lot of room for growth. You talked about the dot-com uh, bust timeframe. I'll talk about the COVID timeframe. We were just plugging away through Q1 of 2020. And then all of a sudden, the economy gets shut down. Nobody knows what's happening. There's a lot of trepidation in the marketplace. And funding went down, hiring went down. We weren't out of the pandemic in Q4 of 2020. But guess what? Things picked up. People realized it's time to get back to business. And so my, my prediction here, Gary, is that there's trepidation, uncertainty right now, lack of visibility. It's causing people to refrain. And then at some point, I can't tell you when, we're going to realize it's time to get back to business, continue innovating, continue growing. And, and that's what I believe is going to happen here. 
Mark, I love that. And and your report that you put together is is really well done. You're tracking all the uh, all the funding and also all the M&As in our space and the IPOs? It's pretty comprehensive. We focus on market segmentation analysis, what's growing, what's not growing, um, and, and all the different trends as I referenced, which I, I really think is important. The, the funding volume. We're not seeing a ton of funding in Series C and D, et cetera. We're seeing continued funding. They're not doubling down. They're, they're investing in new technology. So new tech continues to get invested in and those that are already out there in the market who probably need to scale their sales should definitely, and marketing, reach out to you if they're looking to, to grow those teams. That'd be something I'd suggest. Mark, is there anything else you want to cover that we haven't, you want to talk about we haven't covered yet? Yeah, you know, one other thing with this data in particular, uh, and I appreciate you commenting on this, Gary, is that this is, this is about, this was just something that we were using internally, and I've seen additional benefits over time. And one of the benefits is for the people that are hurting right now, people that are out of work, that are looking for new opportunities. This is somewhere you can go to essentially find a prospecting list of companies that have recently raised funding. You can go to the annual report, maybe the Q4 report, depending on how you want to time it. But this is a great tool for you to use if you want to identify what market segments and security you're getting invested in, what companies are raising the money, so you can identify potential opportunities for yourself. Mark, that is great advice to our viewers and listeners. Folks, go to his website, pinpointsearchgroup.com. And if you're interested in these reports, you'll probably want to look at the 2020 vendor cybersecurity vendor funding report, or as you said, the, the Q4 report. Look at the report on December and see who got some funding. And you might see some job opportunities. I think Mark would be a great person to work with to uh, explore these opportunities. Let's fill the gap not only on the cybersecurity inventor and engineer and R&D side, but let's fill it on the sales and marketing because if people don't know you have the world's greatest mousetrap, you're not gonna solve the next breach. Correct. Mark, thank you so much for sitting in my hot seat today. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at CyberDefense.tv and CyberDefense.radio. With your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert, and my good friend, Gary Malewski.